In a world of so-called limitless choices, we take a look at one of the two brands that actually matters. Oh yeah, more on that later. Who recently released their 2022 lineup of devices. Fresh from that launch, we check out a phone that actually looks different than its siblings. An old watch rocking a new look, and a tablet that's, well, basically four wheels away from riding down a half pipe. Yep, you guessed it. We're hands-on with this year's Samsung Unpacked. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. This week, we're going to ask the question, what's in the box, Samsung? I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Siscano. And as I mentioned, we are diving right into the, you know, I guess we'd call it quarter one or 2020. I mean, Samsung launches stuff all year long, but this is really like the Galaxy launch at the top end of the year is typically one of their big ones. That's like Apple's iPhone event or Google's hardware events typically following I.O. This is, you know, Samsung's, I think, unpacked is what they normally call them. But uh, we're going to be looking at the three, and I'm being very tongue-in-cheek here, the three big announcements from, from this year's <laughs> event because they're they're what we have literally we've unboxed them here so we're we are actually asking the question of what what is in the box so uh with me today is the galaxy s22 ultra that's their top of the line smartphone entry into this year's device war um i'm wearing the and this didn't technically come out as part of this event but it got some software updates as a result um the current generation galaxy galaxy watch s4 classic I'm sorry, Galaxy Watch 4 Classic. This isn't confusing at all. Um, not at all. So you know, I'm tripping <laughs> over it as, as we're going. And in keeping with today's theme, it is the 46 millimeter version for those that that care. So it is the largest of the bunch. And then to round out the group, um, we've got the Galaxy Tab 8 Ultra, which Eric, you've seen it over the video today. Cody, I've intentionally not shown it to you because we'll get to why here <laughs> here in a second. So, well, let's let's really start with the big one from a what means the most to a lot of people, which is the phone. I mean, let's totally smartphones. The the relevance is obviously still there. It, it's I mean, if smartphones can be the cornerstone of our culture. I don't know, I'm, we're not going to get into the paradigm if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's <laughs> what it is. Um, it's a they thing. are. Yeah, I, I would say. The device announcements have become less disruptive in years because smartphones have frankly become so good. Mm -hmm. My S21 Ultra from last year is still an amazing phone. The jump from that phone to this phone, while there are some definite ones we're going to talk about, it's not... What we don't get anymore is what I think about back in like when you picked up an iPhone 4 for the first time coming from a 3GS or actually a 3GS really coming from an iPhone 3G. Um, the, the differences were just incredible. Like the speed differences, the camera differences, many times the screen changes, form factors. I mean, um, and the same was for Android at the time too. I was just more heavily an iPhone user, especially at the time. Like when when that new phone dropped, it was like getting a whole new world of a device, even iPads back then, like when, you know, picking up like an iPad Air for the first time coming from an iPad 3 or something like that, or a 4 rather, at that, there's the changes at a form factor level, the thinness, the lightness, the the the, the build quality. Screen like sizes, all the, be bezels, all that stuff, yeah. Right. The, oh, yeah. the year over year changes were so easily measurable by virtually any consumer you take a first gen iphone take it out of their hand and plop an iphone 4 in their hands and as long as the antennas worked okay i couldn't resist it <laughs> um gotta have the bumper case any get gotta have the bumper case any 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 average 
end user is going to immediately be able to tell the difference between those things. The screen was different. The shape was different. The build was different. Cameras were next level. Processors were exponentially better as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, not so much anymore. This is a great phone. We're going to talk about the phone. I'm not, this is not to take away from the quality of the device. I'm excited to be in possession of one and to use the crap out of it for the next few weeks. But come again, looking at the S21 that my SIM card moved out of, that also was already a really great phone with an amazing screen. And there's actually a few ways where this is a step back as a phone. And we'll talk briefly about that too, just in my, in my, uh, you know, my handful of first, first hands on it. Um, Interaction. So starting with the phone, it is, it's big. Let's just call it what it is. This is a <laughs> note by any other name. Um, right. Samsung has brought back the note without calling it one for one key reason. It's got an S pen built in. I mean, that, that is, that's the notes parlor trick. You're holding mm -hmm. a phone, you push a little button at the bottom and boom, you're holding a stylus and somewhere Steve Jobs is just turning over in his grave. <laughs> um, even though they make the Apple pencil now, but not for the phone, not for the phone, uh, yeah. not for the phone. So that we that, have to wait for the Apple Pencil Mini. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it'll still charge. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it, it's got it's got the S Pen that very much makes it you know your your Note style device. But there are other key ways. It, it is shaped differently. The actual you know footprint of the device is more Note esque. It's more uh, squared off. It's got a wider, very very slightly but noticeable in the hand, wider and shorter stance. I did notice S twenty one Ultra was crazy tall and narrow. I, I yeah, noticed in the in I all I all I've seen of this so far of those phones was a picture of their release paperwork or whatever, yep. and it, and they had three different phones on it. And I'm assuming yes. they had three different levels of phone, and three the first of phone. and the first two were very rounded. They were yes. they're very sleek and rounded phones, and then like the Ultra, you could tell just by looking at it, it was it was completely different form factor. It wasn't like it it's was a, a larger note. version of no. them. So, and that's my favorite thing about this move is it has become a paradigm across all the majors that. Pretty much you launch three phones. And so when everyone's doing, everyone launched three phones. And those three phones are the same freaking phone, save maybe a size or a one or two feature differences bump to bump. And you pay a little bit more for each level of the experience. Mm -hmm. In this case, I like that I look exactly what you just described. Anyone can walk into a room, look at my desk, see that, and know which one I've got. Right. I hate to say it, but as a gadget geek, I like that. I like it when someone can look at my device... I hate that I have to walk up to someone and say, which I, which iPhone do you, without being able to, if I can't see the back to see the exact layout of the cameras, like an iPhone mm -hmm. is an iPhone is an iPhone and a galaxy S 21 series. They all looked the same. Right. And the fact that this one, you can look, it is blaringly obvious that that's an ultra. And I do like that. I think that's a smart move. It sets that to what, what they're asking you to pay for. It sets itself apart. It's earning a little bit of that $1,200 price point. By the way, you shouldn't get the twenty-four. You shouldn't get the twelve hundred dollar one. You should actually get the thirteen hundred dollar one because, well, Samsung snuck a price bump in there. They did. I mean, the phone starts at the same price as last year's model, except you're getting less RAM. Oh, so to get a phone with the same amount of RAM as last year's model, you have to go to the mid tier of the Ultra line and get the get the get the uh, the 256 gig model that has the same amount of ram as a baseline S21 Ultra last year. What's the so, ram? 
12 gigs. 12 gigs of RAM. Wow. Eight, eight gigs in the base, 12 gigs in the mid, and you can even go all the way up to, I believe it's 16 in the highest, in the highest end model. Um, okay. It's as much as my PC. It's a yeah. lot. I think Android <laughs> uses RAM in different ways than most devices, right. but I mean, it's um, full disclosure. This is not a review model. I bought it. Samsung mailed it to me, but they were running a lot, you know, consumer heads up. I know at least during the pre-order window, it was borderline obnoxious, the amount of like incentives Samsung was doing to order one of these things. So out of the gate, I got a $700 right off the top trade-in for my S21 from last year. Then they were doing a free tier bump. So I got the 256 gig, 12 gig RAM model for the price of the 128 gig, 8 gig okay. RAM model. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. I negated the price bump this year. And I got a $200, which slight irritation there, I'll get to in a second, $200 Samsung credit towards another device that we'll talk about here in a minute. So really, it was it was an incredible, it was Samsung wants these devices in people's hands. They, they, yeah. uh, they, want people to be, they want people to be seen with them. They want people holding these devices. They know, they knew also this was not a big update year other than getting the pen in there. This was not a huge, you know, most people, we're not just going to flock. If they had an S21, chances are they weren't just going to run out the door to go get an S22. Yeah. So really built up the incentives to do it. Um, what, you know, kind of got me with the $200 that I still during the pre-order window, I did all my orders, got my stuff in. And then the next day it went from 200 to $250 credit. Oh, you, come on. <laughs> but whatever. I, I, I'm not going to look by air quotes, free money in the, in, in the mouth. But. The early bird, John, you know, you were just in there too quick. Yeah. That, that was that me. early adopter but, tax. That's what that was. Yeah, that's, that's it. You know, I was too early of an early adopter. <laughs> I mean, first impressions, it's a good phone. I mentioned before it was a step back from last year's model. I was, I was referring to two things. A, at the base model, which is not mine, you do lose some RAM compared to the S21. Because I had the base, base S21 model, S21 Ultra, I should say. It's the base of the highest tier. Um, mm. It was a 128 gig. That's what I had on my S21. And it had 12 gigs of RAM. You have to go to the mid-tier to get that in this year's Ultra. Also, um... It is running the latest Snap, uh, Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 processor, which is great for performance. This thing has a genuine step backwards in battery life. And I get it. That's more of a Snapdragon issue than it is a, it's still a 5,000 milliamp phone, but I don't yeah. have hard metrics to it yet. I haven't used it enough, but I can just tell from even, you know, it being in my pocket and the light use I typically do with my Android phone. It is that, that 8 Gen 1 is not as it could be a combination of factors, but I mostly believe it's the processor is not as power efficient, at least in its current software incarnation, as the S21 Ultra that it replaced for me. So, And that pen yeah. housing, you know, that's battery space they could have had. It is, but I, mean, I, I, I have to double check. I believe they're both 5,000 milliamp phones. Oh, I think okay. okay. I'm pretty sure it's a one-to-one -one because the phone is wider than the old one, but I take that as a positive because the S21 Ultra was, for me anyway, a little bit uncomfortably narrow to hold. It was a very, very tall, narrow form factor. Um, this is similar height, but a little bit wider thanks to that pen silo. And it just, it's, it's, I was going to say they, put it, they needed small. to put the pen somewhere. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's small. But it's it's for me anyway. The feel in hand is just better for this device over the predecessor. Um, it's got the latest Gorilla Glass front and back. I will say, slap a case on that thing. Has not, I'm not talking about shatter <laughs> point. It is a slippery phone. Every time I pick it up, I'm just ready to inadvertently frisbee it across the room. <laughs> is there um, a day we won't need phone cases on our phones? Yeah, when they actually start putting texture on the things. Yeah. <laughs> 
but they don't look as good in an ad. And no, they right. Phone to, it's all about what it's going to look like on a billboard. That's that's mm-hmm. how these these things are not dev- designed for being carried around. It's designed for how it's going to look on an ad. And that that is why. So to answer your question, Cody, I firmly believe the materials exist, but to engineer them that way, they wouldn't look as good in advertising. Period. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be as good looking. So they want you to buy a twelve hundred dollar gorgeous piece of glass mm-hmm. and then wrap a fourteen dollar piece of you know, <laughs> silicone around, around it. Yeah, yeah go on uh, Amazon for ten bucks. Yeah, that's it. So that's a quick take on the. I mean, if you're already in the galaxy, you know, infrastructure, especially coming from a last year or the last couple of years, ultra phones, it's already a good phone. The screen, amazing. Good, really good screen. Camera, haven't used it a ton, but the last one was good. This one I hear is better. Um, really, really happy with it. Um, most who know me know I'm a I, I'm a longtime Apple Watch wearer, going back to Series Zero. I'm taking a break from that because a I knew we we had some Galaxy Gear. <laughs> That's a callback. Galaxy Gear coming <laughs> in, um, coming in. Uh, so I went ahead and picked up independently of all this the current generation. So Galaxy Watch Four Classic because I do like the actual the, one of the big parlor tricks of the of the Classic line is the the bezel around the watch itself is. Physically, it's a turnable. It's so that's that's the difference between the classic and the other one. You have that turnable. Yes. Okay. The other one is you. It's the same motion, but it's touch sensitive. It's 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 more of a haptic kind of thing. It just doesn't work as well, in my opinion, and several others. Um, that twistable crown, I really do. For, um, not a crown, sorry, but the, the actual bezel is how you navigate the display primarily. It's it's a delight. It is probably my favorite interface paradigm with a smartwatch right now it works extremely well instead of um, having to kind of pinch that little crown on the side yes. of your watch yeah yeah i just really do feel um you know, i access a couple key tiles every day when i start my walk in the morning stop my walk check my steps you know the occasional calendar reminder things like that and just th- that quick twist once you re- once you start to build muscle memory for how many clicks in a certain thing is without even thinking i just reach down oh two clicks i'm on my health i reach down three clicks i'm on my calendar four clicks i'm on my you know <laughs> navigation like it's 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 a very very you build that it's muscle tactile memory quick- yeah because it's exact. You took my words exactly. It's very tactile, so you build that muscle memory very quickly, which I that's love. actually a good. That's actually an interesting idea. I didn't think of it like that, where yep. you can start to do it without even looking because uh-huh. of that, yeah, the click, 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 click. That's it. So I'm big, big, not a ton to say about the watch, other than if going back to the ecosystems, if you're really wanting to just jump both feet into the Galaxy slash Android slash you know that that ecosystem, it's a really nice place to be. You know, be aware. Note in the past using in a Wear OS device with iPhone was very, very crappy. You could do it, but it was just a uh-huh. bad experience. It was basically like you'd get text messages and that was yeah. it. There is no, ex- you cannot do it now. This is the yeah, first one sense. where you simply, you, you, you cannot pair this phone to an iPhone, period, end of conversation. So it's, so it's running Android Wear, the watches? Okay, so that's the other interesting note about this one. This is um, the first iteration of Samsung and Google's collaboration on that. So it is running the new Wear OS that is part Android Wear OS and part Samsung's Tizen platform. It is what these watches will be running moving forward, including non-Samsung watches because of that collaboration. But um, I think it's it, I think it's part of that Tizen DNA that got pulled in, and I'm sure just a decision on their end to say, you know, middle finger to iPhone. Um, there's just no, uh, 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 you know, someone I know and work around 
ordered, saw mine, really liked it, ordered one. We didn't even stop to think long enough that he physically doesn't carry an Android phone around. And he got it. And he's like, I I figured I would just at best get, well, you said, Eric, some text messages and basic notifications. Didn't even fathom that it just doesn't pair. Like there is no, they won't even Bluetooth together. There is no mechanism to Mm. pair these watches to an iPhone. So this is an Android device. Use it with Android devices. That is my, you know, PSA around the device. So, but industrial design, I love it. The build quality is great. I just, I'm having spent years at this point fully entrenched in the Apple Watch. And I'll, I'm not going away from my Apple Watch. I, I will, you know, I still really enjoy that product. Um, but this is, I like the same reason why I carry two phones. I like variety in my gadgets. And the biggest thing was Apple still will not make me a round Apple watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been a watch person my whole life. I enjoy the physicality of a round watch face. So that's what really got me. Even before I ordered these, that's what got me looking. And then when it came up time to order the galaxy equipment, I'm like, you know what? Throw in the watch. Right, let's, let's go all in. So that that's really what led down that particular rabbit hole. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a few that do the round watches, but it looks like Samsung is kind of doing the they they the are job about it. Well, the, it's it's also a software thing. So for example, um, Cody, you know, you have Fossil makes some mm-hmm. phenomenal um, pieces of hardware that's always been held back by the software. Mm-hmm. Their current generational line of Fossil Wear watches is getting the same software soon like the top hat like this this oh, year cool. like top half of this year and that is the universal opinions i haven't used one personally but i did my research before ordering this um everyone's collective opinion seems to be that is a piece of hardware in waiting for the right piece of software. When that new Wear OS version drops and brings with the efficiencies and the speed improvements, the hardware is there. It needs the software to really bring it to life. So that's, I'm all about competition. I don't want, I don't want Samsung to solely rule this ruse. So I'm really excited to see that happen sooner rather than later. And um, last but not least in our Samsung (laughs) box is, um, Oh, Cody, there's no other way to to say it then. And this is horrible, you know, radio for those that are listening to us. But here it is. Good um, Lord. It's, that's the only way to describe it. This is the <laughs> Samsung Tab 8 Ultra, all 14 inches of it. Yeah, you say it that is, and you say Tab 8. And in my mind, I'm thinking an 8.9 8 inch tablet. Yeah, you know, tablet. nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. Tab 8 Ultra. It is the 8th generation thin. tab. Yeah, no, it is. And that's actually with a case on it. Um, There's, there's a, there's, so that's, that's they the have thickness. like a smart yep. thing. So yeah, I've got a case on it because it hides its own S Pen back there in the case, but it also connects Wait, wait, that design, is it just, you have to pull that back to get the pencil out every time? I mean, unless you, I can take the case off. Right. It's just a, like, that is where they store the pen for this. I don't know why that's funny to me. That just seems like, but that's okay. They okay, also we went the, the kick. They went the kickstand route as well. Mm, but how is only on. It's so the, the really great. It reminds me a lot of a Surface Hinge. Um, but what I like is the hinge is not part of the tablet. The hinge is part of the case. So oh. if I take this case off, the hinge goes with it, and I'm left with more of just an iPad single slate of tablet. So cool. I, I do like that. It lets me, you know, change the form factor to how I'm wanting to use it. Sometimes I don't want the extra thickness of the case or worry about a place with my S Pen, and it takes some weight off the device. It's freaking huge. Like holding yeah. it is a chore sometimes. So that part is nice. I mean, this is not a lay in bed 
that and surf YouTube device. Absolutely not. You'll break your nose if it drops. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> drop that thing on your head. That, that's le that is a legitimate concern. So no, it's made to be used on a desk with a keyboard for sure most of the time. But the S Pen is nice. It it's, They claim, and I believe it, 2.9 mil, uh, millisecond latency down from 9. That's a dramatic that's decrease huge. in latency. Yeah. Um, and it feels it. So my wife is, is an artist, um, primarily with physical medias. She dabbles in digital, so I handed it to her with a pen, and she went to she said, because I have iPad Pros and Apple Pencils, and she did agree. It was the closest thing she's used to date that felt like using a physical piece of me, like pencil on paper or something like that, wow. actually, you know, drawing and writing them. That's she pretty felt high praise. Very, very, yeah. very, very much so. She says it's not perfect, but it's the closest she's used to date, bar none. Um, but I will say, though, as a device, it is to borrow a phrase, unapologetically large. It is just a big slab of glass, but it's gorgeous glass. The screen is impeccable. Uh, media on it just looks, it, it's it's like it's like having an OLED TV in front of your face. It's just the, the screen on it is just incredible. The black levels are great. The peak brightness is great. I mean, Samsung obviously reserves its best screens for itself. That's only fair. And it shows. It is just an incredible, incredible screen. I've heard it's equally good on the smaller models. I just run the wide, just really in the mood to just go for it. I got rid of my <laughs> giant iPad not too long ago. So the one I carry around a traditional sized iPad Pro these days, but occasionally when I'm at home on the couch, basically, I miss just that stupid large screen. So this is that. I'm not going to carry this thing around hardly ever. Once I'm once the novelty wears off, it'll never leave the house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, truly. Um, because, again, it's also expensive. It's, you know, $1,200. Um, now, again, because of those buying incentives and whatnot, I had an additional trade in. I didn't pay nearly that for it. Um, but to go buy one retail, it's $1,199. It's not a small yeah. purchase. It's a laptop. It's a freaking laptop. And, right and now, a nice your, laptop. That's the price like of a, a nice laptop. thing. You're not even going well, to fit on that. Is, <laughs> so they bundled in the keyboard case and stuff as part of the pre-order. Unbundled, that by itself is $350 more. So you go all in, you're at $1,550 straight MSRP. For an Android tablet. Exactly. You're talking yeah. great laptop territory. So... Yeah. You know, you got a little bit of that going on, but I, I, I don't know. I haven't really dove in this deep into the Samsung pool in a long time. And I have to say the one thing that always held me back, even with my S21 was the software never felt quite right. Mm -hmm. This has been a known thing forever. Samsung kind of has this, and I don't mean TikTok, the app, like TikTok, more like the on and off, you know, metronome pattern of, uh, 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 of design where their their software gets really crazy and then they refine it, refine it, refine it, refine it. And then it gets really crazy again and they refine it, refine it, refine it. I feel like we're on the refined side of that mm. pattern where I will say this is some of the best, most usable Samsung software I've ever used. That said, I fully expect it to be the slowest thing I've ever used within 11 months. And I hope right. to be wrong. Yeah. Going back to you know how we like to do predictions on this show, I'll happily check in in a year shortly before I trade these in on the next go round and tell you if the speed holds up, because traditionally speaking, the more Samsung fiddles with the software after launch, the slower the device gets. And that's just, that's been my experience with devices past. Maybe they finally crested the hill where the hardware's just simply fast enough that they can just keep going at it. But right now the software feels really good um, in a way that it, Samsung software hasn't for me in quite some time. Um, is, big, there like a, is there like a feature of it that's like special or is it it's straight up just a tablet? Like does it do one thing like, you know, the pen or you know, um, does it have like so a the feature? Pen's, the, pen, the pen's fantastic. 
it is not running Android L, which if you've heard of it, that is and that is the version of Android because there's no commercial launch of L yet. That is mm -hmm. Google is in the process of rethinking Android for large form factor devices like a tablet. Awesome. So but because this is running Samsung software, they do allow app windowing and like much more of a laptop style oh, okay, and, good. Um, experience. I will say it is not perfect. It is much like the pen, the best incarnation of that I've used to date. It does it in such a way that every time I pick up a giant iPad Pro, I get angry that I can't just fire up a bunch of apps. Like I've never understood why on a 13-inch iPad, I can't just open up three or four iPhone-sized windows and run them as apps on that giant freaking screen. And for all intents and purposes, you can do that here. You can open up several applications, run them more akin to like the Android phone style form factor of that right. app, using three or four at a time. And again, at this point, just carry around a laptop. I get, don't email me, I get it, just carry around. Mm. But if this is the device you happen to have, I could in theory have, Outlook open and Teams open and a Chrome browser open and you know like Twitter like I could have and have them all up on the screen at the same time and flip with a mouse. Them. Okay. With a mouse with a mouse pointer the nice. the keyboard case has a trackpad. Oh okay. And I give them credit. It is the closest thing to a laptop experience I've used in something that's actually a tablet. And I mean that in the context of I don't consider the Surface Pro a tablet. That's a laptop. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I think when I think about the Surface Pro, that it's running desktop windows for God's sake. That is a laptop that can turn into a tablet. Oh, using that this, without, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a tablet trying to be a laptop and it's much closer the other direction. This is a tablet doing a better job of being a laptop than I think a Surface Pro does at trying to be a tablet because it's just running freaking windows. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But again, at the end of the day, if you're looking for a laptop, please, for the love of God, go get a laptop. Like, there's so many good for options. Cheaper. These days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Cheaper than that would be, uh, Cody, what's your new work laptop? The Razor Book. Mm -hmm. That's a phenomenal laptop starting at $9.99. Oh, yeah. Uh, several flavors of the Surface laptop available for at or under 1000 bucks. The XPS from um, Dell. XPS line, you know, depending on the on your spec, can get well south and well north of a thousand bucks. But I mean, it's there are so many great laptop options out there. Please, for the two of you listening to my voice right now, I don't mean you two. <laughs> um, don't buy this if you're thinking I really want a new laptop, but it would also be super fun to have an Android tablet. No, but if you're really thinking, man, it'd really be fun to have a giant tablet screen, but then occasionally be able to use it pretty effectively as a laptop. This is a fun experiment to do that with, especially if you can play the trade-in game and get this thing for five or $600 like I did. Like I, I got this thing with case for what effectively an out-of-the-box iPad would cost. And again, it's not being, you know, bad economics. Just this is my hot, like these, these gadgets are both my job and my hobby. So I get a lot of enjoyment out of, you know, it, it, interacting with them at that level. Um, but don't, if this is going to be your device of the year, no, hear what, me now. No. What's your so so is that is that your is that your buy-in price point? Like if you if you couldn't have gotten any deals, would like the six ninety nine range for that size tablet make more sense to you as Absolutely. a spend? Okay, they couldn't have done it. They, I will tell you, the quality of this hardware, they could not build it and sell it at anything approaching a prop. I, I, I don't know enough about them. I cannot. I can't believe they could sell something. This, there's no way they made money on my deal. 
Right. Now they got, I shouldn't say, they got trade-ins back and Samsung, Samsung's obviously printing money. That's not what I mean. But when I look at the receipt for everything I ordered, what I paid, and more important, importantly, what all the discounts stacked up to be, like that was a, yay, I pre-ordered in a bunch of stuff and I had gear laying around. I was able to trade in that still had good value. But by retail, $1,200 before, when you start talking MSRP over $1,500 for that, for just that one device, right. I, I, I can't That's make that, yeah. you know. I can't make that recommendation for most people. Not when there's iPads out there. Because if you're tablet shopping, yeah, you get a much better much deal as there. I, as much as this is a fun device to use, if you're tablet shopping, there's pretty much iPads and everything else. I'm hopeful that Android L could do something about that because I am all about competition. I want there to be more competition in that space and make better products for us, the end user and the consumer. But here and now, if you're shopping for this is going to be the device I carry with me everywhere and do the thing on, get an iPad. I mean, seriously, get a, get an iPad because the, yeah. the application support, the windowing is not enough of a parlor trick to justify not diving into the app ecosystem that exists around the iPad compared to where Android tablets continue to be today without more first-party support from Google. And I'm hoping much like this collaboration between Samsung and Google is helping on the Wear OS side of things. I'm very much hoping, because I, again, I'm impressed by what Samsung's doing with the software I'm hoping there's a similar collaboration in the works for, I'm hoping Samsung is getting some input on right, this Android help. L yeah. work because um, it, their, their, their ideas are all right there. Like they, they're, they're well thought out, but the execution, you can see where they occasionally bump up against, it's still Google's operating system. Right. And if they and can partner with Samsung, right, with Samsung's ideas and design and Google's access to, it's their freaking software, they can do whatever they want. Yeah that could be something great and that could be something special. But, you know, that's any other, uh, any other thoughts or questions about, uh, you know, don't, don't worry guys, your iPhones aren't going anywhere. Right. You're not, you're <laughs> not as a fleet trading out your iPads and your iPhones anytime soon. I'm not that crazy. Yeah. So the, the new announcement, there weren't any other tablets, just this one. Well, there were, okay, much, sorry, thank you, Cody. Much, much like the, the phone lineup, there were three. They did, they okay. did it, they did it. So there's the Tab 8, the Tab 8 Plus, and the Tab 8 Ultra. So three price points, three sizes. Um, the screen, not only screen size, but screen quality differs between them. I believe, I'll double check, I believe they're all Snapdragon 8 Gen 1s. So the processing power is all there across the lineup. It's more just that crazy good OLED display mm -hmm. is, I believe, only there in the middle and, of course, the ultra-grade uh, grade devices. Um, but, yeah, no, there are... There are, I don't mean to pick on it from a price point perspective. It's a big, giant, beautiful screen that that costs a certain amount of money to get that. If you mm -hmm. don't want to spend that kind of money or carry around a 14-inch piece of glass, there are smaller, very, very good piece of hardware at a lower price point available in this lineup. If you are actually looking for that take-it-everywhere device at a much more affordable price, the, still check out the Tab A lineup. The big problem that the, 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 the shadow lingering over that is still just the application side of things. You can probably score a Tab 8 Plus at a much more manageable size and a lower price when well south of $1,000, you're still using an Android tablet, which the phrase Android tablet still has that little bit of like it's the butt of a joke because 
the Nexus and, Eight or whatever. Yeah, seriously, I rem- I loved my Nexus Seven. Are you kidding me? That, mm-hmm. those were, but but it was the same. The Nexus Seven worked because it was only just barely bigger than a phone, so you could just yeah. run phone apps on it and it worked right. fine. The minute you got into like what was the Motorola, um, not Surfboard, that's the modem, but yeah. um, you had the 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 Zoom tablets and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. when when they got into your eight, ten, even twelve inch form factors, the Android software fell apart very very quickly. And Google is yet to circle back. And I get it. They're not a big market for it. I mean, someone must be buying things because Samsung is not in the business of losing money. They're making these because they're making money doing it. I just think that Google, like so many things, it's like the conversation um, we've had recently about Google's chat history. Mm -hmm. Um, They really have to, Google is a company I continue, and this is not directed at at Sundar, he's doing a great job running that company all things considered but at a product level i continue to you know as someone who has a lot of personal and business level interest in this sector i my frustration comes from their vision from their product vision to say here's android here's what we're doing over on phones here's what we need to do with tablets and here here's our plan more than one version out and then stick with that plan. It's technology. That plan has to evolve as it goes along because, you know, anyone thinks they can predict what technology is going to look like in three to five years is a liar. Mm-hmm. But you can make bets and guesses and then iterate and pivot and evolve as you move down the timeline. But this thing of just let's put out a version, see if it sticks. And if not, we're going to go the other direction. I mean, that's... They need to get the splintering of their OSs under control. Under control. Yeah. Or just provide good enough software that, P, that that OEMs want to put that latest software on their devices and get it out into consumers' hands. I mean, heck, that was one note I meant to I forgot to mention about the the um, S22 Ultra. It is guaranteed more to your point about Splinter, Eric. It is guaranteed more years of support than the current generation Pixel phone. Right, right from Google. Google. Google's Google's first party phone has a guaranteed three cycles. This has guaranteed four. That's crazy. So, but that's a good thing though, too, because now we've got an OEM that's guaranteeing support at the first party level for that many years. I mean, Google needs to step it up with their own devices. If that frankly yeah. tells that they know full well that Pixel is not going to be relevant outside of three years. And that's the thing they've got to fix with the Pixel line. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people do we know still carrying around four and five-year-old iPhones and doing it effectively? Not to keep making it an iPhone Android thing, but that that's a religious debate for a reason. Yeah. Um, Android's never had that staying power mostly because of the splinterings if you're holding an android device more than a couple years old you're probably running four-year-old software and yeah and it's, and it's slower than death too phone, yeah well there's a good chance that phone was running previous gen software the day you bought it mm-hmm. and then never got updated afterwards and right. that's cracking that nut again android is prolific across the globe i get this is not about Oh, Android might fail because of this, but Android could be so much better in spite of this if they could crack it. Um, the people out there that are maybe using an Android device because that's what they have access to, that does not mean they're having the best possible experience. And mm-hmm. I, my passion for this industry and for the products as a whole is great, yay, you did the thing. They've all got your device in their hands. Now let's do everything we can to make sure that they're having the best possible experience. And you're never going to tell me that best possible experience is being delivered by a device. Going back to that example of it was running, you know, two versions old the day the day it came out of the box and never saw an update after. That's, mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it's never, never going to work that way. So once again on that bombshell, I think uh, I think we've answered the question of uh, what's in the box Samsung. 
And, you know, these uh, these what's in the box episodes are going to be our take on, you know, we're playing really fast and loose with the word review. These are not deep dive reviews. As you can tell on these products, we, we love these gadgets. We love to get them in our hands. Um, this happened to be my go round with it. We're going to do different uh, bits on camera hardware and audio visual hardware and laptops and everything else. Just as we, as we are able to get our hands on stuff that we find new and unique and interesting, we're going to continue to try to answer the question of what's in the box. And uh, the one thing I will point out on the back end of this, because uh, I just think it's funny because these companies like to poke fun at each other and then turn around and do the same thing. What is not in the box with all of these is a charging brick. And uh, uh, <laughs> it's for the I, ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm absolutely. Reduce, sure reuse, recycle. I'm positive that's why they did it. So uh, anyway, on that actual bombshell, I think we'll call it a week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you catch us next week and we will catch you next time. See you later. Bye.